Welcome to The Future Is, a podcast where we meet the people shaping what's next in business and life. I'm your host, Laura Kelleher, Honeywell's Chief Marketing Officer. And in today's episode, we'll be diving into the topic of smart cities, including what they are, how they work, and why they're needed for an energy resilient future. I'm joined today by Matthew Britt, General Manager of Smart Cities and Communities at Honeywell. Welcome, Matthew. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. We're really glad to have you here today. Great. So to start us off, why don't you just tell us a little bit about what is a smart city and um, what does it mean to the average person? A smart city is one that uses technology and data-driven solutions to help improve quality of life of its residents and help improve operational efficiency within the municipal government. One thing it is not, though, is really something that is just sprinkled on top that just makes something everything better, right? It's a really comprehensive approach at really transforming the way cities work and think. So what are some of the misconceptions about smart cities and what do you think people should know about them? I think one of the biggest things is that people often associate smart cities with surveillance. And in reality, while public safety has often been a key part of smart cities, it's really just one real, one factor that that is part of the smart city ecosystem. But it's really about how, you know, everything from how people move around a city more effectively, how a city can become more resilient in its infrastructure and be able to weather natural disasters and climate events more effectively. Really, all in all, how does a city serve its people better? Where can people find an example of a smart city today? You know, it's it's funny because the, the term smart city implies that there are dumb cities, right? And that is couldn't be farther from the truth. The reality is, is that every city is doing certain things that fall into that smart city category. But, you know, there are certain cities that get a lot of press, you know, cities like Singapore, where, you know, they have digitized really their entire government and made it extremely easy for its citizens to interact with the government. Everything from, you know, healthcare, uh, you know, digital healthcare to, you know, complete, you know, traffic management and, and efficiency in that regard. Um, you know, one of the one of the cities that we're most proud of at Honeywell is is the new administrative capital of Egypt. Um, you know, this is a brand new city capital that's being developed to replace Cairo as the capital of Egypt. That's been built from the ground up with people in mind. Right. So everything from, you know, public safety to emergency response, traffic management, parking management, energy management, all accounted for, you know, within that ecosystem of smart city managed by a common platform such as ours, Honeywell City Suite. So then how do you see smart city development supporting communities' sustainability efforts? This is something that has become increasingly important over the last few years and has gotten a lot more attention than when smart cities first became a thing. Um, you know, lots of different areas, frankly. You know, everything from smart metering, right, which enables cities to ensure that uh, we're not losing water through leaks and, and just helping generally conserve water more effectively, leveraging advanced leak detection systems. Um, 
electric vehicles as a perfect example, right? You know, the, the adoption of EV is increasing exponentially right now. The grid that exists today, you know, isn't really well suited to be able to support all of that additional load. And so cities are, are, are leveraging renewables and battery energy storage to be able to support those massive loads that are coming onto the grid and be able to help weather natural disasters, climate events. You know, we, we, we saw in Texas a couple of years ago where, you know, the ice storm came through and took power, took out power for a full week, right? That meant no running water for for citizens um, you know so cities are adopting new energy technology and infrastructure to be able to help continue deliver city services when people need it most so can you tell us a little bit about how honeywell is helping to promote and support the growth of smart cities Honeywell is, has been in the smart city business for almost a decade. We started in India in support of, of the 100 Smart Cities mission that was sponsored by Prime Minister Modi that was primarily focused around public safety type solutions. But really since then, we've developed a wide range of solutions that are all aimed at helping improve quality of life and really help transform municipal governments in the way they do business with the people that reside there. Um, you know, some really good examples of that, I spoke about the Egyptian capital of which our platform is really the system of systems that's going to manage that business, uh, you know, everything, you know, from, from safety to energy. You know, additionally, in the United States, we've been working with Accelerator for America. Uh, you know, we announced that partnership last year where we have partnered with five U.S. cities, the city of San Diego, Louisville, Cleveland, Waterloo, and Kansas City, really to help them define their strategic priorities for, for, for smart cities and help them then determine what those high impact projects are that would be eligible for grant money under the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act passed by US Congress in 21. Because you know there's really this unprecedented amount of funding available in the market today as a result of you know several legislations that will help us modernize our infrastructure that really hasn't seen that much improvement over the last several decades. And so, you know, really working with cities across various departments, you know, everything from, you know, the police departments to fire and rescue to, you know, public works, really understanding what their real challenges are and then, you know, drawing those lines to where there is money available from the federal government to help pay for it, to really help advance these cities into the future. So taking a consultative approach as well with these uh, exactly. communities to yes. help them get there. Yes. Another one, though, is is with the Atlanta Beltline. And, you know, this was a project that we announced, uh, you know, about a month ago where, you know, we are working with them on a digital inclusion and equity project that, you know, they are really transforming 22 miles of, of uh, the Beltline around the city that, you know, was once an abandoned railroad track, um, you know, to really help lift up the citizens that live along the Beltline, which many of are, you know, fall into that low to moderate income demographic of, of, of Atlanta and simply just don't have the options that are available, you know, to, to many other people. 
And so, you know, we are deploying our, our city suite platform and integrating in, you know, several different technologies. One is around, um, you know, smart waste management to help to provide, you know, more efficient trash collection along the Beltline, you know, which will allow them to, you know, produce less emissions, you know, from sending trucks unnecessarily while also making sure that, you know, the trash cans are empty when they need to be. Um, you know, also we, you know, we're deploying our, our people counting technology to be able to give them the idea of where is the Beltline being utilized the most and where do they need to, you know, improve investments, um, you know, where the Beltline is the most popular. Uh, you know, lots of great things going on in smart cities now, especially, you know, now that there's kind of a more clear cut way to really make progress. Yeah, a lot of ways that we're helping these communities uh, to progress, right, and make make better energy decisions um, and better productivity decisions for their constituents. Mm -hmm. So, how does a project like this come to fruition? I mean, someone gets an idea; they say our city needs to be smarter. Who do they call? How does it get started? You know, I describe the smart city market as is kind of a tale of two markets. You know, you have the developing world where typically you've got a central government, you know, leader that just decides that this is what we're going to do, right? India being a perfect example of that, or, you know, in Egypt where they have decided to build the new capital. But there's central government planning and, and then those, those, the outcomes that they look to drive are really, you know, sent out to market and, and solution providers like Honeywell respond and, and, you know, try to bring that outcome, you know, to the people. But then in the developed world, like the United States or Europe, it's, it's often been a lot of pilots and, and what I describe as point to point solutions that are really just solving one problem at a time. You have a department head in, you know, tra the traffic department that wants, you know, new streetlights. And so they will go do that, right? And there's, there hasn't ever been a real broad mission to really modernize anything or, or, or solve some of the challenges that cities face. And the good news is, is that that's really starting to change. The work that we've been doing with U.S. cities has really been, you know, instead of working in departments and, and having to then go one by one, it, it's being led by the mayors and, you know, the chief sustainability officers and city managers where they're, in a, they're able to enact policy for their teams to go do. So does it always work seamlessly? Uh, you know, what are some of the common misconceptions or issues that you run into with these types of projects? There's no pixie dust that you can just sprinkle on, on a city and make everything better, right? And part of the reason I think that in smart cities, there's kind of, it means so many things to so many people, right? And and unfortunately, a lot of the things that people have that cities have done over time, really, haven't been designed with the citizen in mind, right? You know, the the resident hasn't really been part of that process to really understand what the benefit is that they're going to receive. And so, where we've seen a lot of success is where you know that stakeholder alignment between both the city the private sector and the residents that live there you know really come together to try and solve problems you know so that you know when when a project is done you know the citizen really understands what the benefit it is to them rather than the than the government just going and spending a bunch of money you know for benefits they don't see 
to better outcomes with really all the stakeholders aligned and leaning into the project and uh, the benefits that come Absolutely. So as you probably know, uh, our podcast is focused on the future, but we always like to ask our guests to just take a look back. What did you want to be when you grew up? So I actually, I wanted to be a lot of different things when I, when I was growing up. But I think the thing that I always kind of came back to was I wanted to be an airline pilot. Uh, my dad was a fighter pilot in the U.S. Air Force for 20 years and then a, a pilot for TWA and then American for another 20 years. And it was just something that, you know, I, I grew up traveling all over the place and I really loved doing it. And, you know, so that was kind of the, the thing that I was going to do. But then, you know, I graduated college right after 9-11 and, you know, the airline industry just, you know, was really in, in a bad shape at that point. And, you know, I found my way uh, into into global business and, you know, it's it's been off and running ever since. Found your way to smart cities. That's right. Great. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Really enjoyed the conversation and um, excited about everything that Honeywell's doing. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Thank you. For more stories on the people and innovations shaping what's next in business and life, subscribe to The Future Is and leave us a review where you listen to podcasts.